0: The vibes are here, Cole. We started off the show with Neon Moon uh, while we were off here. We're not going to start it here because, you know, copyright. But uh, we are vibing in the studio. Jay is in. Say it with me.
1: Da-boof.
0: Da-boof. Da-boof. Jay is in the boof tonight. Um, chilling out. He's got the simmer down applause and uh, salty card as well. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Shout we- out JTC.
0: Speaking of salty, this uh, this week was pretty dry oh. in picking the J. Oh, oh applause! Applause! Yes, uh, this week was pretty dry and picking games, but you know what? We're gonna make the best of it, and we think we're, we think the games. There was one game on here specifically that Cole had a really good pick on. Thank you. It, it was a very good pick. I didn't Thank even you. see that coming. That was a very sneaky good pick, and I'm impressed yeah, with I'm- it.
1: Well, and the only reason why I picked it is because they hyped it up so much last Saturday. Yeah, but even then, I think not a lot of people are going to watch this game, especially after the game that both of these teams just played. But we'll get into that here in a bit. Well,
0: and it also is like the Marshall game from last week, last year as well that we picked. That we were all, everybody was like, "Yeah, it's not that good," but then we were like, "No, you need to watch this game."
1: And then you know, Marshall upset them. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, for that. My name's Cole Connor. I'm Owen Spelling. And you're listening to the Panther Pod. <laughs> Owen, it is week five. It is actively coming up on week five. Some teams, this is week six. Um, I say that to say this. And actually, no, I say that to ask you a question. Owen, what did we say last year? And what do we say this year when these teams came up and we're trying to rank powers or like do our own power rankings? We can't tell who the big boys are until week four. Yeah, week four just happened. It's in the books. Mm-hmm. We know who the big boys are for the most part.
0: Yeah, uh, this is this is college football where the big boys come to play. All right, WCW, chill out. <laughs> um,
1: starting things off, a match between eh, not bad teams. But, eh, they're there undefeated with one and undefeated with uh, with a one loss team. Uh, the four and 0 unranked Louisville Cardinals take on the three and one NC State Wolfpack. Wolfpack is bad, causing mass destruction. Sweet um, enough. Sweet enough, yes, sir. Love to see it. Um, Louisville has a sixty seven point eight percent chance to win this game, according to ESPN's matchup indicator. Uh, and the line is three and a half, with the over-under being 55 and a half. This is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That crowd is going to be rocking. This is NC State's, um, I'm not going to say it's their first big test. They played Notre Dame, and they got stomped. They stomped out UConn 24-14. to 14. They played Notre Dame. They lost 45-24. They played VMI, won 45-7, and then they uh, kept it close against UVA, 24-21, picking up the dub there. <clears throat> For Louisville, in their last four, they beat Georgia Tech, 39-34. to They beat Murray State, 56-0. Beat Indiana, 21-14 and beat Boston College 56-28. to Not a lot of surprises there. Um, actually, you know what? It is kind of surprising to see Louisville jump out to a 4 nothing start, mm-hmm. um, especially after that complete and total roster overhaul they had in this offseason, especially um, with the coaching staff changes as well. Um, bit shocking to see them at 4-0. Are you surprised there?
0: Um, I, I am considering who they've played. I figured they would win against Georgia Tech. Now, watching that game was a little iffy. There, you know. Um, but you know, j- j- just in the way that they've won. All right, obviously they beat Murray fifty six nothing. That's your FCS team. You are expected to do that. Uh, Indiana twenty one fourteen. Not a bad win. It's touched. It's a you know one touchdown game. However, though. You walk into Boston College, who has not been great. No. In the past decade, they were decent in the Big East, um, but they have not been great in this past decade. They took Florida State all the way down the line, who right now is the presumed ACC favorite, uh, ACC championship favorite, that is. Um, but for Louisville, they walk into Boston College, or Boston College comes to them, and they beat them 56 28. I don't know what in the world Jeff Broms got cooking over there in Louisville. Um, Jack Plummer's got ten touchdowns. Only got he's got four interceptions this year. Um, but something's going on with Louisville in the ACC, and they're gonna they're gonna start to ruin ruin some team seasons here. Uh, after a while, looking ahead for Louisville, uh, just real quick. I know I know we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Louisville's currently the second best team in the conference. Uh, They take on – they welcome in Notre Dame next week. Then they go to Pitt. They get Duke at home, Tech at home. They get Virginia at home. Then they go to Miami, and then they get Kentucky at home. That is an incredibly workable schedule right there. You have – of conference games, you've got this week NC State, Pitt, uh, Pitt in two weeks, then Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami – those that is an incredibly, incredibly workable schedule that Louisville could use, and possibly walk into Charlotte at the end of the year facing Florida State.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, Florida State is the clear front runner in the ACC. I think the question is, is you know, is a team like Duke, which we'll talk about here in a bit, um, or a team like Louisville or UNC with Drake May. Uh, going to rise to the occasion to, you know, make it a competitive ACC championship championship game. Excuse me, um, which I feel like we really haven't had a whole lot of, especially for the ACC.
0: Uh, they had it two years ago when um, Pitt and Wake Forest played. Yeah, Kenny Pickett was still the quarterback for Pitt. Um, right,
1: because he did the uh, the fake slide. Yeah,
0: yep. Which is now outlawed. Well,
1: it's the Kenny Pickett rule.
0: Yep. Uh, but, you know, for Louisville, I am impressed with their strength uh, this year. Their offense looks looks really good, putting up 514 yards most games, 304th for the air, doing really well on the ground, running it for at least 237.
1: Plus, not to mention the uh, contributions of Jawar Jordan, 50 carries, 478 yards on the ground, six touchdowns.
0: Yep. I'm I'm just – I'm very impressed. You would think that we would see – Um, A lot of Growing pains At this point And I think Mm -hmm. If you're a Louisville fan You have seen them In game But you're able To turn those Growing pains Into a workable moment And you're able To turn those Into wins You can get past Them as a team And move on to wins Uh, Louisville looks like They've I wouldn't say a home run hire with Jeff Braun, but they certainly look like they've picked a good hire here. Uh Louisville is pegged to win to beat NC State with a 60 68% winning percentage over NC State's 32 according to ESPN.
1: I wonder but, if NC State's missing Sam Hartman yet.
0: Not Sam Hartman. They uh uh Devin Leary.
1: No, the quarterback for Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, that he's from Wake Forest, Cole. God. Oh, cool. Dude, oh, cool. We've already fumbled. We've already fumbled. I apologize. It's okay. Anyways, uh, Devin Leary is in Kentucky. Oh yes, yes, Jay. I yes. am salty. I'm a little salty. <laughs> oh, and I'm
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I, I let you down. Somebody, uh, somebody put. Uh, put some sea salt on my margarita here <laughs> <We> got, <laughs> i'm joking i um, hear you um anyways uh louisville, the line is in favor of yep. louisville uh three and a half and the over under is uh 55 and a half mm-hmm. nc state has looked rough they have uh they they're only lost coming to notre dame However, they were within two scores of UConn, of UConn coming back to win. UConn had a chance. Uh, they lost Notre Dame badly, 45-24. They beat VMI 45-7, and then they barely squeaked out a win against UVA 24-21, and UVA is just a bad team this year. Unfortunately, bad, bad team this year. Um, I, I think that UVA win is kind of telling of – you know, Brendan Armstrong's not playing like we thought he would. Brendan Armstrong was playing really great at UVA, and he goes down to Raleigh to take with the Wolf Pack, and um, not playing as great as we thought he would. Nope. Uh, they do lose, and I think for NC State, they may be kind of suffering a little bit. Yeah, uh, Brendan Armstrong did bring his offensive coordinator. It was either his offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach down to uh, Raleigh with him when uh, Tim Beck goes on to uh, coach at Coastal Carolina. But, um, you know, defense looks defense looks okay. Tony Gibson's got that defense looking okay. Uh, they're giving up about 326 yards a game. Not great, but also kind of terrible.
1: Better uh, than Louisville, giving up 359. Bet, better, yeah, but it is better than Louisville. But, but I, Louisville's played tougher opponents, yes. uh, in my opinion, than NC State has Which I'm sure that 326 number is inflated quite a good bit, especially after that Notre Dame game.
0: Yeah. Louisville Um, has played three Power 5 opponents. NC State has played two. Yeah. One really good one and a bad one, and a really bad one. Yep. Um, For me, honestly, looking at this, looking at the way NC State has played, NC State has has not played great football. Mm -hmm. Louisville has played not excellent football, but, like, Pretty pretty, pretty okay. Pretty good football uh, compared to most in the, A- in the ACC. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take Louisville in this one.
1: Um, you know what? I'll agree with you. I think we're going to do enough disagreeing over the games to come. But in this one, uh, give me Louisville, I'm going to say
0: 35-21. Ooh, 35-21. Cover the
1: over by one point.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Uh, Moving on. My pack two champs. (laughs) The number 10 Utah Utes take on the number 19 Oregon State Beavers. This is in Reser? R-E-S-E-R? Reser. Reser. Thank you. Reser Stadium. In Corvallis, Oregon. What a s- awesome name for a town. Corvallis. Corvallis. Uh, Oregon State is favored according to ESPN's matchup predict, uh, predictor, uh, which is a little... Mm, 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 uh, 58.3 to Utah's 41.7. And then uh, Oregon State is also favored by Caesar Sportbook. Uh, by three over under is 44 and a half. Honestly, not
0: bad. <laughs> not bad. I'm very surprised that they picked Oregon State in this game. I thought Utah would be the favorite.
1: Yep. Um, hey, Owen, I'm going to ask you the same question I've asked you for the past, what, two weeks now? Okay. Is Cam rising back?
0: Um, as far as I know, nope. Still struggling with that injury here. Yep. College football injury
1: date update for week five. Let's see
0: here. Mm-hmm. Tickets are as low as $36. So if you want to catch a game out in Corvallis, Oregon, be my guest.
1: <laughs> Rising suffered an ACL tear in Utah's bowl game to finish the 2022 season, as we all know. And he has still not fully recovered and returned to the field. Utah still undefeated, looks like a legitimate contender. Uh, but Rising can make all the difference in close conference games. So, uh Yeah. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Uh, Utah still looks halfway decent uh, with Nate Johnson uh, at the helm and quarterback. 31 for 49, 398 yards, two touchdowns.
1: Meanwhile, DJ Uyagale has 828 yards on the season, seven touchdowns, three interceptions. Yep. He Um, is
0: 59 for 102, giving him a completion percentage of...
1: Completion
0: of 50. Oh, nice. 50% completion percentage.
1: His QBR is 78.1. Um, this is an Oregon State Beavers team that likes to split as much as possible. Uh, and this is a Utah team who also likes to split as much as possible, but is significantly worse at splitting as much as possible on the offensive load. Yep. Um... Hence why Damian Martinez has 57 carries, 432 yards, and one single rushing touchdown. While Jaquendon Jackson for the Utes has 39 carries, 239 yards, no touchdowns. None. Week 5, no touchdowns. Um, Looking at team stats here for a bit, Utah has 157 yards passing um, per game. Oregon State, 234 Utah, 165, rushing. Oregon State, 224. It's not even a contest. Oregon State's offense is better. Where it and
0: gets... I, th- I think that is because they have DJU, their starting quarterbacks, yes. and Cam Rising is not in for the Utes.
1: Absolutely. Defense is where this gets a little bit different. That being said, Utah is 4-0. Oregon State just came up a game to a very close game to Washington State. Some might call that the Pac-2 championship game. I would <clears throat> call it the Pac-2 championship game. Thank you. Um, Oregon State, in their last four games, beat San Jose State 42-17. to beat UC Davis 55 to 7 beat San Diego State 26 to 9 and then lost to Washington State 38 to 35 for Utah beat Florida 24 to 11 shocked the world beat Baylor 20 to 13 um kept it very 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 close against Weber State which i mean 31 to 7 isn't close but i mean come on run that score up a little bit a little bit yep uh, and then beat UCLA 14 to 7 in a defensive battle the
0: big in a big 10 game with UCLA yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for real um Is there anything else you want to talk about then before we make our picks? Um,
0: Here's what I'll say is Oregon – or not Oregon State. uh, Utah is a little bit more battle-tested. They had to take on a good Florida team, okay? They've had to take on a rough Baylor team. Then they had to take on Weber State, a FCS team, and then a good UCLA team. That is three Mm well-seasoned Power Five opponents. Good Power Five opponents. Baylor, not too long ago, was the Big Twelve champs. Okay, Oregon State has played one. It's week five, y'all, and they have played one Power Five opponent, and they lost. And they lost. They lost, and they were going to lose badly had they not gone had they not gone on that twenty one score run in, late in the fourth. Yep, making it 35-38 uh, in Washington State's favor.
1: Oregon State's offense is better than Utah's. Mm -hmm. I think – and I'm not even saying that because they're producing better numbers. I truly think fundamentally that Oregon State's offense is better than Utah's. That being said, I think Utah wins this handedly. They're more battle-tested.
0: I Oregon State, as you know, I picked as a dark horse. Absolutely. And I understand
1: you have Owen – I had the exact same personal connection to the Beavers last year.
0: Yep. However, I am picking the Utes to win this You've game. You've Got to. I'm picking the Utes to win, and I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a blowout. Um, I just think that Utah overall is the better team. Yes, they are missing Cam and Yes, DJU is on fire right now with seven touchdowns. But it's just it. it the, the Beavers look good, but they don't look great. And I'm excited. They're, they're 19th, okay? Also, tell me this, Cole. Tell me this. West Virginia has lost to Penn State. They have beaten their FCS opponent handedly. They beat their um, arch rival handedly, 17-6. Denlum score a touchdown. And then they beat Texas Tech last week, and they only scored one touchdown the entire game. West Virginia is three and one. Oregon State has played San Jose State 42 to 17. UC Davis 55 7. San Diego State 26 9. And a loss to Washington State 38 35. And they are ranked 19th. They are ranked 19th. It's
1: because they're in the pack two, man. You know how much media coverage the pac two gets? Apparently not enough, since they're going to the back too. Hey, Jay, where's your, uh, where's your salty card at? There it is. Thank you, there sir. There it is.
0: Thank you. Um, it should be on command, Jay. We shouldn't have to tell you when salty card. You got to feel it in the room. I see. He's not even paying attention.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was asleep. Yep. Sorry for waking you up. <laughs> oh, applause. Oh. <laughs> a, <laughs> applause. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, we must sound like crazy people. Why? Well, there's no proof that JTC actually exists or not. That is true. You could be a figment of our imagination.
0: (laughs) Oh, he said keep it that way.
1: Oh, okay. We're keeping it it that
0: way. Keeping it that
1: way. (laughs) Moving on. Um, Yeah, I feel like Utah is the – I mean, you got to. Come on. Yeah, I I think Utah is just the better team.
0: It's just Oregon State has just got to – sorry for going down that rabbit hole, but – uh, Oregon State I think has to has to figure out things a little bit better on defense and Utah's looking for another They're they have playoff hopes this year they have yep. playoff hopes this year
1: especially if they're four and0 with cam rising out like come on yep that team is going to be a rocket ship if he decides to return this year uh-huh moving on the two and two Cincinnati Bearcats take on the three and one BYU Cougars. Cat fight? No, I'm just kidding. Um, Emory Jones for Cincinnati has 970 yards on the season so far, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, with a uh, completion percentage of 77 to 124. Keaton Slovis, 85 for 141, 1017 yards passing, eight touchdowns, three interceptions. Corey Kiner for the Bearcats has 57 carries, 328 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Meanwhile, LJ Martin has 56 carries for 223 yards uh, rushing and two touchdowns on the ground. (sighs) BYU likes to throw the ball. Cincinnati is a balanced attack. Cincinnati, 273 yards passing, 214 yards rushing. Very much that 60-40 split that we all love to see. BYU, however, 263 yards passing, 61 yards rushing per game. Yards allowed is a different story. Uh, Cincinnati is giving up 10 more yards than BYU. 336 to BYU's 326. Um, A lot of that through the air on the uh, for the Bearcats, however, they are allowing right at 108 yards uh, on the ground. Both teams are pretty evenly matched coming into this game, especially with QB play. However, Cincinnati is favored 57.2 to BYU's 42.8. The line is uh, by two in Cincinnati's favor, and the over-under is 48. Oh, and this is in Provo.
0: It is. In and he's and-
1: favored. And Cincinnati has a worse record.
0: Yeah. Uh, both of these teams are coming off of a loss. Um, BYU g- walks into Lawrence last week, and they lose 38-27 to the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, and then uh, Cincinnati lost at home in their Big 12 opener to Oklahoma. Um, they also lost in overtime yeah, to I Miami of to say, Ohio.
1: Don't, don't glance over that one.
0: No, I wasn't going to glance over it. Absolutely not.
1: However, this is the same Cincinnati team that beat Pitt twenty-seven to twenty-one. If they could do it, so could West Virginia. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. Um, I would love to pick the Bearcats here, just because Group of Five or no, excuse me, Power Five. Now, my bad, my bad. I caught myself. I recovered my own fumble. Um. Yeah. Ba bah bah. bah. Um. No, I think Keaton Slovis is a better quarterback than Emory Jones, and I don't think BYU's box score shows how good this team is. Um, Arkansas, as we all see or saw this past weekend, they're good. They're good. They're very good. Uh, came out with a dub, but with BYU putting up 38 on them, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. Nope. Arkansas is good. Um, and they kept it relatively close with the Jayhawks as well. We all know that Kansas is, you know, they're, come on. It's they're Kansas. good. They're good now. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> they used to mean something different when we say, come on, it's Kansas.
1: Yeah, no, it's like, come on.
0: It's Kansas. It's Kansas. It's Kansas now.
1: Um, I think I'm gonna go Cougars here.
0: You know, I really thought I my head is telling me to pick BYU. They're at home; mm-hmm. they don't have to travel. What? They have Keaton Slovis. What? He's eight for three, touchdown interception ratio. What? Emery Jones. What? Rough start to the year. What? He's got seven touchdowns. What? Five interceptions. What? 970 yards. What? Can't really run the football like we thought. What? Keaton Slovis looking a little bit better than what he was at Pitt. Yeah. Um Xavier Henderson. Huh? Looks okay. <laughs> huh? Looks okay. Um that that Miami to Ohio loss looks bad. Yeah, that's rough. Real bad. Real bad. My head is telling me to pick BYU. They're at home. They're in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They're in Provo. It's a it's a ten o'clock. It's Big Twelve after dark sort of game. It's a ten fifteen PM. Big Twelve after night. Uh, Big Twelve at night. Um, Pack Twelve after dark. Big Twelve before dark. Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, my head is telling me to pick BYU. But my heart, my gut is telling me to pick Cincinnati.
1: Okay. So you're going for the upset here.
0: I'm gonna go for the upset. I'm gonna pick Cincinnati. I really feel like I'm gonna regret it.
1: Man, we were getting along so well before. We were, this game.
0: we were, and I think we were because I, I think we still are because I, I could really go back and forth here. This is the same this is the same um issue I had with Alabama and Ole Miss last week. Yeah. And I ended up picking Pama and they won. Okay. So so we'll see. Now I still think Cincinnati is going to be a really bad team this year, and I think more than likely not they would lose this game. But my gut, just my instinct is telling me pick Cincinnati.
1: Well, and here's the thing, too, with the Bearcats. It, it's exactly what you said. It's like, man, I it would be very reassuring because even the Oklahoma loss, I feel like that's excusable for the Bearcats. Yeah. But, man, that Miami-Ohio. It's, it's, it's like, come on. Ah. Yeah, you don't want to touch that. Yeah. All right, Owen, we're going to say it about a million times during this segment, so let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Give me a big fat Horns, horns down. down as the Rock Chalk Jayhawks, your Kansas Jayhawks, number 24 in the nation, 4-0, 1-0 in conference, take on the number three Texas Longhorns, uh, 4-0, 1-0 in conference as well. This is in Austin, Texas. The line is straight-up disrespectful. 16.5 in Texas' favor. The over-under is 61.5. Texas is favored to win on ESPN's matchup predictor 93.5 to Kansas's 6.5.
0: Do you see how even yep. these teams are? Mm-hmm. It's
1: almost
0: scary. No, it is. It is scary. It's not almost scary. It is scary.
1: We've said it time and time again and I think it's starting to come into fruition for the both of us here. Lance Leopold is building something special. Special at Kansas. At Kansas. Um Jalen Daniels 50- I didn't even say it this week. I know I was just I was getting it out there. 56 for 75, 705 yards passing, five touchdowns, one interception on the, uh, on the year through the air. Quinn Ewers for Texas is 72 for 112, 1033, passing, nine touchdowns. Nine of them. Devin Neal for the Jayhawks, 57 carries, 394 yards rushing with five touchdowns on the ground. Jonathan Brooks has 65 carries for 379 yards pa- passing. Good God, man. I'm tired. Um, 65 carries for 379 yards rushing and three touchdowns as well. Um, team stats are essentially the same. Uh, I, I would love to say Kansas runs the ball a little bit better than Texas does this year, which is very very surprising, especially – well, I mean, Texas is a run-dominant program in the past, uh, especially with the likes of Dijon Robinson coming through the doors in recent years. However, Quinn Ewers has truly stepped his game up for the Longhorns, still horns down, horns down all the way. Um, that being said, Kansas is a little bit more productive on offense, 463 yards per game versus Texas' is 432 Uh, Yards allowed, however, basically the same. Uh, Kansas has 296 yards allowed per game. Texas, 298. Both teams have a very killer run defense and a decent pass defense, honestly. Uh, 203 and 211, respectively, for the Jayhawks and the Longhorns. Uh, Running the ball, both are sub-100 yards. I mean, at this point, it's week five. If you're a sub-100, that means you have a good run defense. Come on. This isn't Austin. It is. Austin is going to be electric. The what? Long, the Longhorns are 4-0. What? It's just hard not to root for Quinn Ewers, man. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I know, I truly hate it. But seeing his post game presser after Alabama, like it is so hard not to. And I know horns down still for sure. Horns, horns down, horns all the way down. But I mean, Quinn Ewers is such a cool dude. Like he basically laid his heart out after the alabama game and just ah, man rock chalk jayhawk oh out of oh out of left field out of left field rock chalk jayhawk uh kansas wins i'm going to say to co- to cover the over under i'm going to say kansas wins 35-28 I think they win by a touchdown. Cole? horns down, horns down.
0: But hook them this game. Okay. It. I did a heel turn on that one right there. <laughs> low bit, low bit. Did a heel turn. I was expecting a more, more, more drastic, more dramatic. Uh, I was I was expecting a more dramatic.
1: Uh, oh, sorry. Do we want to do that take? No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. I was no. expecting.
0: I was expecting you to go like horns down, but hook them because I felt like that was a clean, clean there. Horns, horns down.
1: down. Horns down. Still, I didn't pick horns Texas ta- this week.
0: Horns down. I'm picking Texas, um, and I, it's not that I don't think it'll be a good game, and I don't think that Kansas will not give them a run for their money. I absolutely think Kansas will give them a run for their money, but it's the fact that it's in Austin. Yeah. I think Kansas is perfectly capable. We've seen it there before. Oh, of yeah. them beating there. I think Texas, unfortunately, it's on a diff. Is is beginning to get on this different level here a little bit.
1: It's almost like they're on an SEC level.
0: It's it's like they're getting. It's almost like they knew. And but think about it. Last year we would have never said. You no. know, it was laughable. Yeah, it was laughable that they would go to the SEC. It was laughable two years ago when they yeah. announced and West Virginia goes out and beats them. Oh yeah, you know, it was it's la it was laugh laughable. But now it's like, hold on a minute, mm-hmm. hold on a minute, hold on a minute. You know, you truly hate to see it. You you really do because their defense solid. When you're putting up four hundred, when you're putting up four hundred and thirty two yards of offense, and then giving up just a little bit, a little over half. A little over half of that on mm-hmm. defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and Kansas the same thing. Mm-hmm. Kansas looks better on offense than Texas does, but there is something more complete with Texas. Yeah. Not saying that Kansas is not complete. They are, but I think Kansas sometimes you can see them scrambling a little bit. Yeah. You Texas you see them always looks a to lot to be, on Jalen Daniels. Yeah. Offense. Unfortunately. Um, Te- Texas looks like they've always got it together. Even when they may not, do, May not. it looks like they've always got it together.
1: And I think a lot of that goes back to Quinn Ewer's composure this year, especially as the leader of the offense. And I'm not dissing the pick this week. I agree with you. However, I think Kansas is – I think Texas is looking ahead in their schedule a little bit. Um, and they're underestimating this Kansas team. Yeah. However, it would not – I think this is going to be my pick for game of the week because I think this is going to be a very good game. My pick is next. My oh, pick yeah. My pick for game of the week is next. But um, Texas, just following up on the comment I made about them looking ahead, next week they play Oklahoma at home.
0: In the Red River Shootout.
1: They go to University of Houston, then they host BYU and K-State travel to TCU, welcome our travel to Iowa State, and then in the season against Texas Tech in Austin. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see for the Longhorns. Um, don't know if the 4-0 start is a mirage or if you know they have something to blast all season. Yeah. All right.
0: Take it away. Uh, This is my pick for game of the week This was a sneaky good pick And I'm very impressed with this pick by the way It was a great pick Great pick I didn't even see this game I didn't even know they were playing this week But Notre Dame travels to Durham, North Carolina To take on the Duke Blue Devils (laughs) Um, Duke is on a roll Mike Elko has got that team rolling down there Uh, Riley Leonard also looking solid. Doesn't have the touchdowns to show for it, but just has the passing yards, has the passing stats to do it. This is going to be a, I just think, a great game, first of all. Offense is great for both of these teams, but defense complements these teams so well, so well. Um, Notre Dame had a big game, uh, had a heartbreaker last week, uh, losing to Ohio State. And then Duke. Duke is on a roll right now. After beating Clemson twenty-eight to seven, beating Laf forty-two to seven, North uh, Northwestern thirty-eight fourteen, and then just rolling past UConn. Okay. Um, and then Notre Dame has beat Navy, beat Tennessee State, North NC states.
1: Which, to be fair, a lot of these games, both of these teams were favored in. Yes, and they were expected to, but especially in the case of duke coming out week 1 and <laughs> stomping clemson 28 to 7 i think that's fair to say no one expected that
0: no one did no one expected that whatsoever the basketball schools are rolling this year kansas is 4-0 duke is 4-0 unc is 4-0 UVA. sorry i'm messing um, syracuse <laughs> is 4-0 <laughs> <laughs> ooh kentucky is four and oh, I believe.
1: Uh, yes, they are. We were gonna pick them, but yeah. yeah, uh, yes, they are. Kentucky, oh my god, Kentucky is four and oh, Florida is three and one. Wild, what a world we live in!
0: Yeah, um, uh, uh just absolutely, uh, wild that the basketball schools now have football figured out. Um, that's <laughs> uh, scary, it's terrifying. Um, but you know, I, I this is this is game of the week for me. I think Sam Hartner, uh, Sam Hartman versus Riley Leonard is going to be amazing. Uh, I think Notre Dame defense versus Duke defense is going to be amazing between those two offenses. I just think this is such a good game that it's just such a great game. I think that we're gonna that nobody is looking at, nobody's picking. Uh, both teams are ranked. Duke is seventeenth in the nation. Notre Dame is eleventh. Duke is one of those teams where I was like, yeah, no, that would be pretty cool to see see them do well um, considering they've been irrelevant in football oh, yeah. for, uh, I don't know, ever yeah, since the existence of their program. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's a great game. Duke is 424, uh, putting up 424 yards on offense uh, every game. Two, uh, 224 of that is through the air. 200 of that is rushing. And then they're only giving up 276 on defense. Meanwhile, Uh,
1: for the Irish, um, Notre Dame is putting up 278 through the air, 198 yards uh, on the ground, and they're giving up 260, uh, so a little bit less there. So they're putting up more yards, and they're allowing less than Duke is. However... I think a lot of that has to do – well, in both of these teams, with the exception of Notre Dame and Ohio State, which they kept it very, very close with them, uh, Duke's biggest test so far has been Clemson. Yep. And I think that's not even – that's not crazy to say. Notre Dame, their biggest test was Ohio State, and they lost 17-14. Yep. Clemson, we've seen. They're not going to have a good year this year. Um, unless, you know, Dabo turns around like he did last year and goes 10-2. Yep. But either way, um, Notre Dame is favored by six. The over-under is 52. This is in Durham. Duke has not been relevant since at least the mid-2000s. Um. That being said, I think Marcus Freeman is going to turn the ship around against Duke this week, and I'm giving the win to the Fighting Irish.
0: I couldn't agree more. I'm taking Notre Dame to win this game. Um, and there's no disrespect to Duke whatsoever. I think Duke keeps it close. Again, Wouldn't surprise game, me. game of the week right here for us on the Panther Pod is Notre Dame versus, uh, for me anyways, Cole really likes Kansas versus Texas. I really like Notre Dame versus Duke. This is off-the-radar game. Great pick by you, by the way. Thank you. Um, Notre Dame versus Duke. For me, this is my game of the week, other than the West Virginia game. Um, This
1: is my. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) This is my. West Virginia TCU, LSU Ole Miss. Those will always be our games of the week. This is going to be the second game of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But no, uh, as Notre Dame Duke is going to be a really good game. Uh, I think Duke finds themselves in another close game this week, more offensively than defensively. Yeah. But still, the defenses are going to have a strong showing in this game. 28-21, give me the Irish.
1: Uh, I'm going to say 35-28. I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring. Uh, This game, uh, as well, give me the Irish. Um, But this game is 7.30 p.m. on Saturday night on ABC. Moving on to our final non-team game. Kind of a sneaky pick here, but I think has the potential to upset a lot of people. The 2-2, 1-1 in conference, South Carolina Gamecocks take on the 21-ranked Tennessee Volunteers, 3-1, 0-1 in conference. Tennessee is coming off of a massive win over... UTSA. However, a week before that, they were in a dogfight with Florida, and they lost 29-16. to Before that, made easy work of UVA and App State. South Carolina, in their last four, Lost to UNC, 31-17. Still a contender in the ACC, but we'll see how the rest of their season plays out, especially with the suddenly hyper-competitive nature of the ACC. Uh, beat Furman, 47-21. to Lost to Georgia, 24-14, in a game in which a lot of people viewed that Georgia should have steamrolled them. That's not a steamrolling. That's a 10-point win. That's a close game. Uh, And then beat Mississippi State 37 to 30. Not quite, you know, like (laughs) 42 to, you know, like three, six, whatever it was for the LSU game. Don't even know. Oh, 41 14, excuse me. Anyway, both of these teams are putting up very similar numbers. Where they're not putting up numbers, however, South Carolina's defense. Terrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Offense, they are producing a little over 400 yards, which, you know, not that bad. Definitely could be a better team. Um, Almost all of that exclusively is through the air, relying on the arm of Spencer Rattler. Uh, Spencer Rattler is 95 for 128, 1,200 yards passing, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Tennessee, a lot more balanced. <laughs> uh, 463 total yards uh, per game, 234 through the ground, or through the air, 229 on the ground. Where is that Tennessee defense that we saw from last season? Uh, that's another thing that this Tennessee team, like you can say all you want about Jalen Hyatt and Hendon uh, Hooker. You've got your Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt replacement. Um, with Keaton, and then you've got your hidden hooker replacement with Joe Milton. Uh, Regardless if the stats are there or not for this point in the season, you've got those key players back on offense. Your defense is not scary at all. You are allowing 302 yards. That's terrible. Not as bad as South Carolina, giving up 434 yards per game 317 through the air and 117 on ground. Tennessee, 302, 190 through the air, 111 on ground. This is in Neeland. Tennessee is favored by 12. The over-under is 63.5. Here's
0: the one thing. About South Carolina, that is actually going to just, it, it, it's going to be a rough season for them. Yeah. It is their offensive line. Yep. They have none. In the past four games, Cole, will you take a guess at how many times Spencer Rattler's been sacked. I'll give you two guesses. Sixteen. Oh, wow. How'd you hit it right on the head? Sixteen. He's been sacked 16 times in the past four games. UNC got to him nine times. Georgia got to him three times. And then Mississippi State got got to him four times. That's not even counting the hurries that he had. Okay? He had two picks against Georgia.
1: But – those are the only two picks he's thrown all season.
0: Yes, against Georgia, the number one And we've seen
1: team. <laughs> Georgia is still just as scary and dominant as ever on defense.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but defense is non-existent for them as as well. Nope. It There is so much that concerns me about this South Carolina team. It is, the biggest concern, obviously, is the offensive line. You've given up 16 sacks in four games. Mm-hmm. You get that that you've given up sixteen sacks in four games. That is four sacks a game. Yep, that's rough. Abysmal. Abysmal. Yes. Okay, and <sighs> not to mention you've you gave up nine that very first week. Like offensive line to me, Cole, and you were an offensive lineman, so maybe you can speak a little bit more to this. But it's like you you've got what you got. Yeah. If it's, you, it's not something you can fix in the
1: season, you know? You can try and coach as much technique as you want to. You can try and change your scheme um, outside of – and they can't really change their scheme because Spencer Rattler is such a unique talent that you have to let him play how he's going to play. Yeah. Um, no, you can change your scheme. You can change it to a hard-nosed power-eye offense. That's what I did um, – my freshman to sophomore year, um, we went from speed option QB play to hard nosed power eye. Yeah. That being said, it didn't work for us. No. Um, and I think if South Carolina undergoes that kind of a dramatic transition, not going to turn out the best for him either. Yeah. How ever, I know you're looking at me crazy right now. While I think that this South Carolina team has a long way to go for market improvement, they have a very, very slim chance to be a big blip on Hypol's scorecard. This Tennessee team is not as dominant as it was as it was last year, that's very fair to say, and Spencer Rattler can very easily expose that weak secondary for the Vols. Let me go on record before I say anything else that's going to cause your eyes to roll. Tennessee is the better team here, and I fully stand behind that. That being said, in an upset win, give me the Gamecocks. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I, I very, actually...
1: And very, very fair that you do. Um, I think that Tennessee, as I said, is the better team. I think they have a more balanced offense, and their defense has less question marks around it than uh, South Carolina's. I just think for some reason – it's like uh, the Louisville game earlier where your gut's telling you one thing, your head's telling you another. My gut's telling me South Carolina here.
0: I was going to pick South Carolina, and then I got to looking at it, got to thinking about South Carolina. But they're giving up more more yards on defense than they're putting up on offense. Yeah. Again, yards don't win you football games. Touchdowns do. Touchdowns do. Sometimes field goals do. But Tennessee, man – yeah, they they don't look like the Tennessee that they did last year with Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt. But they still got Joe Milton, who's not doing terrible. He's only got one interception on the season. Uh, Squirrel White. Uh, excuse me, Jalen Wright. Uh, who, you know, he, he doesn't have any touchdowns this year, but he's also looking fairly defen- de- defense. He's also looking <laughs> fairly decent. Uh, and, yeah, I I, th- I agree with you that defense may not really be a factor in this game. Uh, Rommel Keaton uh, – Rommel Keaton also looks good for the Vols, getting three touchdowns. But it's just – I think it's going to come down to one last stop, and I think defense is going to be able to get that last stop and defense is going to win the game for Tennessee. Um, offense is going to put up a ton of points. Both offenses are going to put up a ton oh, of points. Oh yeah, no,
1: I think this is going to be a boat race, no but, matter what.
0: But I think because of, um, but I think because of how bad the South Carolina's offensive line is, it's going to come back and bite them, in the, bite them in the butt. And I think that's 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 the play of the game right there. Is that Tennessee gets a sack on. Spencer Rattler oh, ends, that's the ga- not a question. ends the game for the Gamecocks. Put Tennessee on top.
1: I respectfully disagree. I think South Carolina is going to pull off the upset. I I could not tell you why. Um, I, I understand. I get it. Um, but that being said, give me the Gamecocks. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Are you going first or am I going first? I don't
0: care. I can go first this week.
1: If you want to. I don't I I went. I went last. I went last last week. God, that's a weird sentence to say. Um, I can go first if you want. Sure. In Vaught Hemingway Stadium, in Oxford, Mississippi. All right, now Big Daddy. I know. I got to calm it down a little bit. The three and one thirteenth ranked LSU Tigers, two and zero in conference. The leaders of the SEC West over Alabama, thank you very much. Maybe it's just because we've played two conference games and Alabama's played one. But to me, that's irrelevant. We're ranked higher than Bama in one ranking, in the only ranking that matters. Yep. Ole Miss is 20 in the nation three and one Owen one in conference <laughs> sucks to suck Ole miss is coming off of a loss 24 to 10 over Alabama LSU is coming off of a very close win to Arkansas 34 thirty one Owen this is Daniels versus dart mm-hmm Daniels Jaden Daniels ninety for one twenty four Almost 1,300 yards passing on the year, 1296. 12 touchdowns and two very, very, very ugly interceptions. One happening this past weekend and the other happening all the way back in week one. Jackson Dart, 65 for 103. 1,096 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Jackson Dart wishes he was as cool as Jaden Daniels was. Logan Diggs, surprisingly, shockingly, is our team's leading rusher. A man named Jaden Daniels is not our team's leading rusher for the first time in God, it almost feels like two years. Logan Diggs, 38 carries, 253 yards, one touchdown. Jackson Dart, however, is Ole Miss's leading rusher. 44 carries, 219 (laughs) yards, and three touchdowns. However, that is a very surprising stat, considering they have arguably one of the best running backs in the nation. And I feel like that's not something that is up for debate. (laughs) Um... They have Quenshawn Judkins. Quenshawn Judkins on the year has 57 carries, 201 yards rushing, and four touchdowns, Mm -hmm. not counting anything that he has had as far as passing situations. Uh, This year, he's a little bit down from what he was at this point last year. Eight receptions for 80 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Quenshawn very well could be the next dynamic back to come out of the SEC. Um, what was the temperature today, Owen? Do you remember? That was about 65, 67. Yeah, it's going to be 83 in Oxford. It is very much still summertime in Oxford, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is at 6 p.m. on ESPN. LSU is favored by 2.5. However, ESPN has Ole Miss winning 56.5 to LSU's 43.5 Here's the thing. Lane Kiffin is not the kind of coach to have back-to-back losses. Mhm. One of those losses arguably coming against the greatest dynasty that college football has ever seen.
0: Bleh. Mm.
1: That hurt. That hurt coming Mm -hmm. out. The second one of those losses will come to Brian Kelly in his second year coaching a more dynamic LSU Tigers team than what handed Ole Miss a loss last season. This is a rivalry game for us. Um, it's the magnolia bowl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not as good as the uh not as good as the golden boot not as good as the golden boot but one of the oldest rivalries in the SEC outside of lSU two lane um things to look for here Malik neighbors getting past that secondary uh, Ole Miss has allowed 226 yards a game through the air lsu is allowed 228 Rushing, LSU has allowed 132. Ole Miss 125. Both teams are about even on defense. On offense, however, LSU is cooking them. Mm-hmm. 530 yards per game. Jane Daniels is coming off of back to back to back. Four plus touchdown games. Mm-hmm. He had four, or he had five against Grambling, four against Mississippi State, and four against Arkansas. Woo pig silly. Woo pig Um No, I think this is a slam dunk win for the LSU Tigers. Um, but if I was allowed to pick my team every single week, I'd just say LSU by a million and not actually pick a case. Yep. Um, that being said, I am done talking about the Tigers. Owen, what is your verdict, sir? You know, I hate it when you start off sentences like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: gotta keep you guessing, keep you <sighs> well, you know, I gotta keep you guessing.
1: Like that's just so frustrating. I apologize. Just go ahead and say it. You I know apologize. you want to. I do. I do. So you're going
0: to. I am going to. Hell yeah. Ole Miss oh. is losing this football game. Yes. It is an Oxford or it is an Oxford and Vault Hemingway.
1: No, I'm not discrediting them. I think this is going to be a very tough game for the Tigers. But
0: your offense is rolling. No, you can't run the football. I mean, you can run the football pretty decently.
1: As long as the plate says Daniels or Dicks. Exactly.
0: Diggs. But you can throw the football really well, and so can Ole Miss. But your defense and Ole Miss is about the same. Again, I think it's a shootout. Mm-hmm. Your secondary can look like Swiss cheese from time to time. Yes. Uh, Ole Miss, yes, they're good. Young team. Yes most of them are young. I would you know, Jackson Dart, young guy. Uh Jackson but,
1: Dart is a junior for Ole Miss. Is he really?
0: For some reason I thought he was like a redshirt freshman.
1: This is <laughs> I just realized the mortality of this LSU Tigers team. What? Jaden Daniels is a senior. <laughs>
0: fun
1: yeah, yeah. Fun. fun fun that's that's the word that i was thinking of Fun, to describe so he that won't situation. get a
0: ring while he's at lsu uh, uh! oh what you would, what you could what you would give for joey for joe burr joe burr to have joe
1: burrow back no honestly i like jaden daniels oh, i yeah. think he is a tremendous quarterback um, I team. just think that twenty. If Jaden Daniels was a part of that twenty nineteen LSU Tigers team, oh god, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it, we already saw what happened with it with Joe Burrow. Yeah.
1: So and Joe Burrow's not no slouch.
0: No, no. Um, yeah, uh, you had a tough week against Arkansas. I think you see Ole Miss another rivalry game back to back. That's rough. Let's That's to wear on team. Uh, two rivalry games back to back.
1: Give us the smoke.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take Tigers in this one. I think overall you're just better offensively. Go off- Tigers! Offensively, you're much better. We looking, get go, uh, We get a go Tigers from the booth.
1: Go Tigers! Um, looking ahead for LSU, we travel to Ole Miss. We travel to Mizzou. Uh, all of a sudden, most of our opponents are ranked for the rest of the year. Imagine that. Um, then we host Auburn still have Excited. not determined... Whether or not that's a night game or not, you would think. They will next week. They will next week. We will know by this time next week if we are going to go see a night game in Death Valley. Um, then we host Army. <laughs> then we go to Bryant-Denny. Ah! Then uh, the Swamp comes to the Bayou when Florida comes to Death Valley. Georgia State is after Florida. Should be a cakewalk there. And Texas A&M ends the season for us. No reason why we can't be one loss this season. Agreed. Um, thank you. I appreciate your vote of confidence in the LSU Tigers. Let's hear it. Um, First um. off, just seeing that matchup prediction – that's disrespectful. I, um, Owen, you're supposed to agree with me. I'm giving you credit. <laughs> sure,
0: Cole. Incredibly disrespectful.
1: Um. Oh my god. What? Um. Maybe it's not that disrespectful. I just all what is putting up in total yardage. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: is right. Uh, West Virginia walks into Fort Worth this week to take on the Texas Christian University Horn Frogs. Uh, Garrett Green is still questionable for this game. Do not know if he is or is not. Uh, Nico could be starting for his second week in the row, playing his third almost full game uh, in a week, or uh, second full game in, or third full game in three weeks. Um, Nico hasn't looked terrible, but we've got our biggest thing is we've got to learn how to pass the ball. Yep, um, got to open up the playbook. We we have no explosive plays. C.J. Donaldson has looked good. He's sixty four for 280, 280, he's sixty four for two eighty seven and three touchdowns. Hasn't looked terrible. Um, the offensive line has looked pretty good. Hudson Clement. Uh, we're trying to get him a little bit more involved. Our biggest thing reception wise is not even Nico. Nico made a bad decision last week in that interception against Texas tech. However, a lot of that does not fall on him. Um, there were several throws that were catchable that nobody caught. And this is the same issue that we've had for the past five years under Neil Brown. Um, we can't catch the ball. Constant butterfingers, constant drops, all that fun stuff. Um, <clears throat> for West Virginia, the strength of this team is rushing, obviously. Averaging 189 rushing yards a game, 159 passing. <laughs>
1: I did not realize the over, which makes sense because as talented run the dang a, ball, yeah, as talented of a running back committee as you have in Morgantown, there's no reason why you shouldn't run the dang ball.
0: Yep, for a total yardage of 348 yards. However, for TCU, uh, they have 292 passing, 208 rushing for a grand total of 500 500 yards. On offense
1: Ooh.
0: but <laughs> hey they are giving up three hundred seventy seven yards on off on yeah. defense so there's that um, but but of course they are only giving up to eighty five yards rushing
1: mm. <laughs> mm. yeah which okay, so I have a theory as to why that number is so low for TCU I don't think TCU's run defense is that good. Here's, here's my case. Okay. Colorado can't run the ball. Yep. They've established that. Yep. I hate dissing another team in my own state. I literally have a shirt for Nichols. Um, Nichols State, not in the same league as TCU whatsoever. This is the same TCU team that went to, that participated and scored in the national championship game against Georgia, uh, they, back they in January, they scored. They scored. They, that's they all. scored. They scored. once. Sc- once. But Houston, SMU, and Nichols are not on West Virginia's level. Colorado is not. Well,
0: Houston, Houston is now. They're they're in the Big Twelve.
1: They're Power Five. I understand that. I get it that they are in the Big 12. West Virginia is a better team than Houston. Thank you. I know that warms the cockles of your heart. Colorado has proven that they cannot run the ball. Neither any of the other teams that TCU has played do not have solid rush attacks or known rushes. Rush attacks. West Virginia is coming off of a win over Texas Tech. uh, Get the monkey off of Neil Brown's back. And a very good win over longtime rival Pitt. Sweet. Caroline. Bum, bum, bum.
0: The boof um, is going off. We had to. We had to silence them. We had yeah, to simmer down, simmer down.
1: Simmer down. Simmer down. Simmer down. down to the boof. boof. Simmer <laughs> down. down.
0: Simmer down. Simmer down. Boof. Um.
1: No, I. I feel like you can make the case for West Virginia to come out swinging in this game yes. because I think West Virginia is. Defensively,
0: we looked great against Texas
1: Tech. Yes. Who was a
0: who? Who was Neil Brown uh, explaining his post game. Perf- press conference. It was a darling pick in the Big 12. We're giving up 311 yards on defense. 201 of that is passing, 109 rushing. We looked pretty good against Texas
1: Tech. Maybe if your defensive backs would move up five yards, it wouldn't be giving up 201 yards a game.
0: Maybe not, but even then, this is the same similar Texas Tech team that uh, stomped us 48-10 to 10 last year, so there's that. Um, you know, for TCU... <laughs> They just – they look good. They're not the same team that they were um, in the national championship game, but they're still a dangerous team. Still a dangerous team. They're 3-1. and one, We're 3-1. and one. We have got – if we can throw the ball and then play like that on defense, absolutely we got a shot to win this game. I'd even say we'd we'd, we'd be closer to favorite, be closer to even for this game. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just don't know. This game makes me very nervous. Uh, we'll see. If Brand, if Neil Brown moves to four and one on the season going into a bye week, wild. Yeah. Uh, if Garrett Green is not one hundred percent this week, I would not want to see him play. Give him two extra weeks to kind of rest up. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us.
1: Would you have thought LSU and West Virginia would have been three and one
0: and possibly going to a bowl game together? <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Wild. Anyway, finish your thought.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I uh, We've got to figure out a way to throw the ball. We've got to figure out a way to throw the ball, make explosive plays, but also keep our defense off the field for a little bit. Control the clock, and then we're on defense. Three and out, boom, get back on offense, start marching down the field, winding clock down, and score. Every drive, last week going into halftime, it should have been 28-3. to We should have scored so many more times than what we actually did. It should have been in the end zone, and that's what we've got to do.
1: I feel like Neil Brown has coached up the wide receivers coming into this game saying, hey, if I was a wide receiver for West Virginia, I know I would be sick with myself after what happened against Texas Tech. Uh, Just easy drops the entire game. Uh, Even against Pitt, you had, what, two or three easy drops that could have easily been at least three, if not six. Uh, But Garrett Green went out, you know, very early on. So kind of a throw Nico into the fire moment and see what happens. That being said, Nico's not in the fire anymore. I think that this West Virginia team is probably the best thing since. No, I, I don't think it. I know it. This West Virginia team is the best thing since we've started recording this podcast. This is the best team you've had. And I genuinely believe that West Virginia can pull off the win here. I think West Virginia wins in a shootout with Texas Christian. That being said, if it does get into a shootout, my biggest question is your secondary and Nico Marchiole's Nico Marchio's ball placement. If Garrett Green gets to start, that second question is completely and totally uh, invalid because Garrett Green, I don't have those kind of questions with. Markiel, unfortunately, I do. I'm giving the win to the Mountaineers. Thank you. Of course. I could cry. Yeah. I could cry. Uh, but, yeah. That uh, I think
0: for right now, uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, tune in hopefully this Sunday night or Monday morning. We're going to kind of get back on track with that. That's going to be oddly this five weeks in the season it's going to be the first time that we've recorded an episode when we should be. Um, so yeah, sorry, <laughs> oh, whoopsie. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that'll do it though for this episode. I'm Owen Penick. My name is Cole Connor, and thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.